The ideas, procedures, and suggestions contained within this podcast are not intended as a substitute for consulting with a medical professional. All matters regarding your health and fitness require medical consultation and supervision. Welcome to the Warrior Wellness Podcast, a podcast for military members, veterans, and first responders focusing on fitness, health, nutrition, and biohacking. Our mission with this podcast is to introduce America's heroes to lifestyle habits and hacks that will help them live healthier, happier lives, and in turn, be fit enough to continue their support of their communities and country. Welcome to another episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I'm Stephanie Lincoln, former Army captain and podcast host and the founder of Fireteam Whiskey, Military Health and Fitness. Today, I'm sitting down with Shawnee Harley, owner of Winning Matters, a mental toughness coaching business. Shawnee is a two-time Olympian as an assistant coach for the Canadian women's basketball team and one of the most highly certified coaches in Canada. She has over 26 years of elite coaching and leadership experience, including the Olympic Games, World Championships, FIBA Americas, and World University Games. Shawnee has a master's degree in coaching studies, is a master coach developer, and master learning facilitator for the National Coaching Certification Program. Shawnee trains and mentors both advanced and novice coaches from all sports with her coaching business. Shawnee works with a variety of athletes, parents, and coaches, helping them excel in sport and life with her popular course, Mental Toughness Training, How Champions Are Built. I hope you enjoy this interview with Shawnee Harley. Introducing the new Fireteam Whiskey Fitness and Nutrition app. Everything you need to get fit and lose weight right at your fingertips. Choose from hundreds of fitness videos and fitness plans. Search for workouts by fitness level, equipment available, or body part focus. Choose from several nutrition plans and customize your macros. Your entire fitness, nutrition, and wellness plan all scheduled on your calendar. Text a trainer anytime for tips, tricks, and motivation. Achieve your fitness and health goals with the Fireteam Whiskey app. Go to www.fireteamwhiskey.com to get two weeks of results for free. Well, Shawnee Harley, thank you so much for joining us on the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited because I've never actually talked to anybody who's been to the Olympics before. So that's exciting for me. I'm kind of really giddy over that. And especially with the Olympics going on right now. So if you're listening to this at another time, um, it is 2021, the summer. So the Summer Olympic Games have just begun a few days ago. So they're in full swing. So Shawnee says she has her pom-poms out for Team Canada and (laughs) she's cheering her team on. So good luck to them. So Shawnee, um, you are a two-time Olympian as the assistant coach for the Canadian women's basketball team. And you are one of the most highly certified coaches in Canada. So how did you get into coaching? Well, I think it was because I was an average athlete. I, uh, you know, I, I started out playing everything. And, um, you know, as we know, the, the funnel gets narrower, not wider in elite sport and you know talent 
talent starts deciding things fairly soon. So I, I love sport my whole life and I got cut from my university team after my third year, my college team after my third year. And uh, it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because it set me on a path that I was much more qualified for <laughs> because you know my time as an elite athlete, uh, it, it was limited. And so I got to be on the path of coaching and that has served me very well because that's something that you can do for your whole life. I identify with that very much. I am a very mediocre <laughs> average athlete. You know, I'm, uh, as my last ski instructor said, I'm sporty. I'm, I can, you can throw me in any sport and I can do fairly well, you know, but I, I'm not, you know, extremely skilled at really any particular sport. So, um, and I became a coach. So <laughs> we have that in common. I'm a fitness and, and nutrition coach. So um, coaches hire you, you're, you're a coach's coach. Like you not only work with elite athletes, but you teach coaches on how to be a good coach. So can you talk about some of the skills that make a good coach? Well, I, I think the number one thing that makes a great coach is emotional intelligence. And it's the thing that we're never taught as coaches. I, I think that sport in general, we're catching up. I mean, it, you can see how things are changing. The dialogue around sport is changing. But most of us as coaches, we were, we coached the way that we were coached. We were just coached in the old school, um, suck it up princess. Let's put the garbage cans on the corner so that as we're running lines, if you need to puke, just go puke in the garbage cans and then come back and finish running. You know, we, we've, um, the paradigm of, um, I, I think the coaching paradigm forever has been, we either intentionally or un unintentionally use reward and punishment to manipulate behavior. And I did that forever. I mean, I was a, I was a college coach for 20 years and um, I, I coached like that because I didn't know what I was doing. I, that's, I just thought that's what we did. So now this shift that I have in how I coach coaches is we have to catch up. We have to be far more emotionally intelligent we have to understand that we do have the power to manipulate behavior using reward and punishment. And yet we also know that power in any culture creates a culture of fear. And so I teach coaches, how do we come from a position of strength rather than a, a position of power? And those two things are very different. Yeah. Wow. And that is so relevant for our audience, especially the ones who've been in the military, right? I mean, yeah, that's kind of how we, we went through boot camp and we got tore down and we were, you know, it was all about kind of uh, toughness and suck it up and, you know, drink water and, you know, keep going and, you know, puke if you need to, but keep going. And um, I'm just wondering if, did you have a moment along the way where you kind of realized maybe as a coach, like, hey, you know, maybe the way I was coached wasn't exactly the most effective way of doing things. There must be a much more intelligent way to do this. Did you have a moment where you kind of had that epiphany or was it just kind of a culmination? 
What a super interesting question. Um, you know, like, do you know how, I, I think we've all experienced this. We can't actually see the mud when we're in the mud. You know, we, we just, we have, it's like we have these foggy glasses, but we just try to keep clearing the fog off instead of getting out of the fog. And so I feel like, you know, I was, I, I coached for 25 years and 20 of those were at the college level as a head coach. So I was right in the thick of the mud. My epiphany did not happen then. I was too in it. My epiphany came later um, in Rio in 2016 at the Olympics when I was an assistant coach. Because when you're an assistant coach, you're, it's the head coach that's in the mud. Like I'm the one standing there going, oh my gosh, we have, we're in the mud. Like I'm like, I see we are in the mud. I don't want to go there. And my epiphany actually came as an assistant where I had, where I had time and space to step back and not be in the mud. And, you know, long story short, our team underachieved at the Olympics in Rio. And that's when I had the epiphany because I was able to step back and go, what was missing? What, what was the root of the underachievement? Because another word for underachievement is choking. And I was able to really step back and go, wow, I, I, I had to do a ton of self-reflecting because I was part of that. I have, to, I, was, I, was, I have to take my piece of responsibility how come I didn't help our team get better? Why did I was part of the choking? And it was, it's what set me on this. I'm like, I, I see the problem. I see the gap. I was part of the problem. I didn't know how to close the gap. I'm going to step back and I'm going to go, I need to help these coaches and I need to help these athletes because I was really clear on what the gap was and sport does not help us in, I call it this, I call it the storm. I actually call it the shit storm. You're in the middle of the shit storm and you don't know what to do. You, you don't, you know, you need to swim, but you're actually just laying there drowning. And that's what choking is, right? That's what underperforming is. And so I experienced it firsthand and I saw it firsthand and I watched myself. And as I'm watching myself, I'm watching what's going on around us. And I'm like, this happens all the time. I mean, here we are right in the middle of the 2020 Olympics and I'm watching it all of the time. There's underperforming, there's overperforming. And so I'm, I'm like, I need, there's, there's a need. And I know that I can fill that need. And that's what I've changed the whole purpose and focus of what I do is to help people show up on the biggest day, the biggest stage of their life as their best self. Yeah. Gosh, I got chills when you're talking about that, that choking that you know, cause I'm sure we can all think back. And even if you're not an athlete and you don't play a sport, I'm sure you can think back at a time where, where there was a moment that was really important and you just fell short. And, and it wasn't that you lacked the skills or abilities or the, you know, you, you were set up to do it and you just couldn't 
push past whatever that block was. It just seemed like there was just an enormous brick wall in your way and it just couldn't happen. Even though you were, you knew you could do it, you had the skills and abilities to do it. And I mean, and then on the flip side, you can think of a time where, you know, you had an important time and you, you seem like everything just kind of fell in place. Everything felt good. It just seemed kind of effortless. You kind of had this mojo and this energy and this synchronicity with everything that's happening. And it just is almost magical. You know, just everything falls in place. Boom, 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 like dominoes and you just do it. And so we've all kind of been on that one or other side of the coin. And I love that you describe that as emotional intelligence. It's being able to kind of hone in. Um, it's not just developing the muscles and the cardiovascular you know, abilities. It's that developing and honing those mental, those emotional intelligence skills that you have. Well, you're bang on because I think the moments that you described where it was easy and effortless, I think that truly those moments are actually quite fleeting. I think we spend far more time in the other. But sport does not equip us with any tools to know what to do about it. In fact, it says don't think about it. It says suppress, just pound your chest, fake it till you make it. You know, that's a favorite sporting term, which I dis I dislike it so much. Fake it till you make it. And so where, what I believe emotional intelligence says, and I, because in my opinion, it's related to mental toughness. It means that I acknowledge and understand how I'm feeling and I have the tools to know what to do about it. Sport is really good with that when things are going well. But how often do things go well compared to how often they don't go well? And the bigger the stage, right? We know that pressure increases. And so where, why I believe emotional intelligence is so important is because I believe that to show up as your best self on the biggest stage, the biggest stage of your life, you must first know how to win from within. That means you've had to take a deep journey into what's going on with me. Who am I? What do I believe myself to be? When the shit storm hits, do I believe I can swim? Or am I gonna just lay here and drown? And every client I work with, whether it's sport, which is, I do that a lot, but I also do corporate coaching and life coaching. The question that we, I always start with is I ask the athletes, I'm like, what are you afraid of? What's your deepest, darkest fear? And most of them, they look at me and they're like, uh, and they don't even know how to answer the question. And I'm like, I know. Because sport teaches us, don't ever think about that. Don't look at it. Don't think about it. Just go be tough. Just go suck it up. Just fake it till you make it. And I'm like, how is that going to work on the biggest day, the biggest stage of your life? If you haven't gone within and faced your deepest, darkest fears on the biggest day, the biggest stage of your life, I believe 
you cannot hide from yourself. Yeah, I love that. And I can definitely relate to that. I mean, I'm, I'm a licensed mental health counselor and a certified fitness coach and certified nutrition coach. And I say all the time, 99% of what I do has nothing to do with giving you a good fitness plan and a nutrition plan. Yes, those things are great, but it's 99.9%. .9%. It's the emotional blocks and it's the lack of emotional work. And that's what we have to tackle day in and day out. And um, speaking of, of emotional intelligence, so I, I, I'm sure you can speak to this and, and if we we get in this kind of athlete mindset or achievement you know we talk about leaders achievement mindset you know i'm i'm a high functioning adult you know i have a high functioning position i'm you know doing good things i have a, a, a career and i'm trying to achieve all these goals so we we tend to only have a couple of tools in our toolbox to deal with when things aren't going our way and you know it's that lack of of coping skills coping mechanisms it's the just suck it up and drive on or you know just throw up in the trash can and keep moving you know that's my coping skills and it's like that doesn't work it may work a couple of times but that doesn't work every time and and then you go back to the, the toolbox to deal with the the issue and you have no more tools because you just used the two you had and they ain't working so now what and then that's the choking point. That's the failure point. And then you just you get into this headspace of, you know, well, I'm I just suck, or I'm just not good at this, or I'm not skilled enough. So I'm sure you deal with that all the time. So what are some kind of an emotional intelligence coping tools that you help your clients kind of add to their toolbox? Well, if you think if you think about what the what the root of choking is it's the it's the it's the fear like the underlying thing is the fear of losing but there's also comes with that is the fear of what will people think if i like people are watching me you know because we're being watched so we have this fear of the, this fear of losing, and then what will people think? And if we, I just always, so this is what, to me, here's what choking for me means. We weren't prepared. So in other words, you don't prepare for the storm in the storm. It's way too freaking late. Like when you're drowning, somebody can't come and give you swim lessons. It's like, oh no, I needed those swim lessons five years ago. So then when I'm drowning, oh, I'm going to actually start swimming. So for me, choking is a sign of we've, we're doing this work way too late. The work needs to be done earlier. Are you fire team ready? Try the fire team whiskey spec ops keto Joe shake. The keto Joe shake is a medium chain triglyceride MCT shake derived from non GMO coconut oil. It contains 17 grams of MCT, 10 grams of high quality whey protein, and no sugar. It's sweetened with stevia leaf, so you can keep those carbs low and shred that body fat. 25 milligrams of caffeine to give you extra energy for the gym or your busy day. Fireteam Whiskey has been supplying military members deployed all over the world with Spec Ops shakes for over three years. Fireteam Whiskey Spec Ops shakes are fueling the fight. 
Whether you are just trying to lose a few pounds or trying to get that extra edge in the gym, the Fireteam Whiskey Spec Ops Shakes are for you. Make sure to stock up now and support our efforts to raise funds for Team RWB, our nonprofit partner that provides social support and fitness events for our nation's heroes. So the work that I do with the, where real early on when I'm working with clients is the number one thing we talk about is what's your deepest, darkest fear. And what, when I can help them, because remember I said they can't, they don't even know how to answer the question. So I was working with, I'll give you an example. I was working with an athlete who was trying out for the Tokyo Olympics. So this is, this is very recent. And I asked, I asked her, I said, well, what's your biggest fear? And she's kind of like, well, I, and she didn't know what to say. And then finally I nudged her and I'm looking at her and I said, what's your biggest fear? And she started crying and I'm like, okay, now I can help you because I knew right then and there, she tapped into her heart. And she said to me, I've been chasing this dream for 12 years. And my biggest fear is I'm going to get cut. And then what will people think? And then I helped nudge her. And then she said, and what will I think? And so the work that I do with athletes, with people in general, is I say to them, are you driven by your goals or are you driven by your values? And all athletes are driven by goals. So that means when I win, I love myself. When I don't win, I hate myself. I'm like, wow, how do you think that's going to work for you long-term? So long story short, this athlete that I was working with, she got cut. So her, the biggest fear, we already talked about it. We faced it. We talked about it. We emoted, we talked about where does that fear come from? Where is this, where does this, where did this fear of disapproval, when did it first get planted? And why did you believe that if I don't get my goal, I've failed? So we worked on it way in advance. Then she got cut. She called me a couple of days after and she, she was crying and she said, I am so disappointed. And I was so happy that she said that because what we worked on, it's okay. Disappointment is healthy. Devastation is unhealthy. And she's like, I'm so disappointed. But you know what she said to me? She said, it was the best training camp I've ever had. I authentically showed up every day as my best self. And unfortunately, there was someone else's better best self that was better than my best self. There was someone that was better than me. And then, and she said to me, and I can live with that. So what we worked on was how does your best self show up? What does that look like, sound like, and feel like, well, I'm being aggressive. I'm taking risks. I'm being coachable. You can see those are values. The goal is I want to make the team. And I think when we can get clarity on being driven by values rather than goals, I think it helps us show up as our best self that we're not afraid to chase the gold medal because we can handle it if yeah. we don't get it. 
God, I love that. The values and the goals. I never thought of it that way. And I, I think I do that with my clients. So I'm, I'm loving hearing it defined that way because it makes so much sense. I mean, it's, that's what I do with our, our fitness and nutrition clients is we usually they come in with a goal, you know, I want to lose 50 pounds, you know, and it's like, okay, we've got to back up. All right, great. But we've got to find your values first. We've got to establish your day-to-day -day values that lead you up to being able to achieve that goal. If you don't have the values, you're never going to be able to achieve that goal. You can fake it for as long as possible, but it's not, you're always going to fall short. Or if you do achieve it, it's going to be very fleeting and it's going to come all, all back and then some. So you've got to establish those daily, daily values in your life and find out what those things are and then develop the emotional intelligence of maybe coming away from that goal and going, okay, you know what, if I fall short of that 50 pounds, big deal. You know what, I'm doing this, this, and this, I'm feeling better emotionally. I have better self-esteem. I'm, you know, valuing my, my body and my health more. I'm spending more time with my family and, you know, all the things that kind of make a healthy lifestyle rather than just focusing on X amount of pounds. Right. So I love that. I, I love the definition of, of the values versus the goals. So you mentioned mental toughness. So let's talk about your mental toughness course. That's your most popular offering with your company winning matters. So can you talk about this course and who is it for? Well, I've learned also that the most traction that I get when I coach, let, I'm just going to say a young athlete because I have a lot of those. I get a lot of traction, best traction when I coach their parents as well, because the parents are coaching them all the time and they actually are a big hindrance. They're doing the best that they can, but they're not, they're, they're hindering more than helping. And so this, the course that I have, it's for athletes, parents, and coaches. So athletes of all ages, like I have, I've got some adult athletes that take that course. Cause they're like, I want, you know, I'm, I'm not a professional athlete, but there's still a lot of competitive adult athletes playing in adult leagues. And then I coach parents for the reason that I said, because they're working with their kids all of the time. And I always tell them, if you're going to coach your kids, you better show me your coaching resume. And I'm going to tell you whether you're qualified or not. And guess what? You're not qualified. So I, I, I'm going to help you do it better because I know you're going to coach your kids, even though you're not qualified. So I help them do it better. And then I, this course also speaks to coaches because I help them see this new paradigm of how do we, how do we get out of using reward and punishment to manipulate behavior? And how do we increase emotional intelligence in ourselves and our athletes? That's the whole gist of the course. So it's for athletes of all ages, parents that are coaching their kids or parenting their kids, and then coaches of all, all like I work with coaches who coach 11 year olds and I coach coaches that work with Olympians because the concept of motion, emotional intelligence is universal. We all need it. 
And it makes all of us better when we get that tool in our toolkit. Awesome. And let's talk about Fear to Fierce. So I saw that this is a, a new program that you have that's launching. Can you talk a little bit more about that? I can talk for that about that for a really long time. Um, I, 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 um, it, it's so awesome. And I say that understanding that I'm biased, but I'm also saying that understanding that the importance of the content, I, I believe that it's life-changing. I believe that once you come through this course, you come out the other end and your life has changed forever because I've learned that emotional intelligence is a really nice buzzword, but applying it and then being able to teach it isn't as easy. And so in this fear to fierce course, we go through the foundations of number one is the, I, I believe that inside of our best self, there is a jungle tiger in there in all of us, but most of us are living in the zoo. And so lesson one is what's the difference between a zoo tiger and a jungle tiger. And you will never, your best self never shows up when you're hiding in the zoo. You must find the courage to grow in the jungle. That's emotional intelligence termed as pay attention when you're playing it safe you're in the zoo. When you're taking risks, you're in the jungle. And I help people figure out how to do that. And I give them tools. And then the second lesson is, you want to talk about emotional intelligence, is called tame your feelings. Because sport teaches us not to have any, except the good ones. And we go, I go right in in lesson two, tame your feelings, where we talk about, it just here's a quick example. Every athlete that, so I've worked with hundreds of athletes. The number one feeling that athletes don't like is the feeling of embarrassment. Like that comes up time and time and time and time again. The number one feeling is embarrassment. But then I'm like, okay, that's just a symptom. We don't change behavior by addressing the behavior. We change behavior by getting to the cause, the root. What's the root of embarrassment? The fear of disapproval. So lesson two is all about let's put these crappy feelings on the table and let's talk about them as normal because they are normal. It's part of the human experience. So lesson two is we really dive in emotional intelligence and be able to name your feelings. If you can't name your feelings, and I don't mean just the surface ones. I mean, there's different levels of feelings. I'm like dig right down in there, being able to name your feelings. And then the third lesson is solving problems. Because when we have emotional intelligence and we understand that a lot of our problems are based on feelings. Think about what negative self-talk is. We all do it. Negative self-talk, beat myself up. Where does that stem from? And so then I'm like, okay, let's use all these tools. Let's use our emotional intelligence and let's move from problem to solution. There are no unique problems in this world. 
Someone somewhere has solved that. So we use our emotional intelligence because sport will bring us problems all day long. So will life. And let's be problem solvers instead of whiners and complainers and, and spend time feeling sorry for ourselves. So th that's the foundation of this fear to fierce. And I called it fear to fierce on purpose. I'm like, let's call it out. Tell me any athlete that you've ever been around or yourself to be like, you know what? I'm going to go talk about my fear today. No one, no one, but every single athlete and their parents and coaches, when I start digging in, they're like, oh my goodness, I'm very fearful. And so I call it out. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to move you from fear to fierce. And I say those words intentionally. I love that. I love that. And that's, and that's also, I'm, I'm big on, you know, failing forward. And like you said, it's that preparation for it's, it's confronting the fact that you will fail, you will disappoint, you will embarrass, you will, you know, be frustrated or stressed or, you know, all of these negative things that we're told to just stuff and just put away and not address, you're going to experience it anyway. You know, so whether you you pretend like it's not going to happen or not, it's going to happen. So why not be prepared um, and address those fears right out and be prepared when they do happen. So then when it does happen, like you said, your athlete that got cut from the Olympic team, she was prepared because of the coaching she had with you. And instead of maybe if she had not coached with you, she would have just been devastated and, and, you know, and beating herself up for days and, you know, maybe even quitting her sport altogether, just, you know, just because it was just that devastating. It was the thing that she had feared the most. She didn't, she was able to fail forward, take lessons, acknowledge the strengths that she got from it and dust herself off and keep moving so that i love that's what you do fear to fierce that's fantastic i'm i'm so excited about that and um i also wanted to ask you you know do you have anything and any anything additional that you want to leave with our audience at at the end of this interview here is there something that we didn't cover that you got to get out there yes I believe that life, sport, relationships, they're all 50-50, meaning 50% happy, 50% crappy. Life will deal us happy and crappy all the time, and so will sport. And if we can learn to normalize that, I think the more normal we make our feelings, the less fearful we need to be. And when I talk to athletes, they're like, man, I'm just getting ready for a race and I'm so nervous. I'm like, well, that sounds normal. Like I say, I, do you know how often I say that phrase? Well, that sounds normal because it is normal. We are human beings first, humans doing second. But we forget that we're human beings and we have this bucket that's called emotions. They're called feelings because we're supposed to feel them. And I believe we're supposed to feel all of them, not just the good ones. 
That is emotional intelligence. That is the human experience. That's the awakening that when we dive into our heart and we're like, what's really going on with me right now? Isn't like, I think what's so cool about it, isn't that self-actualization? Isn't that transformation? Isn't that evolving into this best version of ourself? And so that's my biggest takeaway for the audience is, can we come out from behind ourself and allow ourselves to truly be seen, to authentically show up with all of our imperfections? I love that. And I love your response. That sounds normal. And we need to do that every single day for ourselves and for the people around us. Um, you know, it's that that emotional invalidation that we constantly get in this feedback loop on. You know, we do it to other people and we do it to ourselves. You know, we we if we say, oh, I'm so disappointed or I'm really nervous about this, you know, we automatically say, oh, no, you got this. You're going to do great. Oh, don't worry about it. You know, just you have nothing to be stressed out about. That's that's invalidating that person's feelings right there. That's telling them and reinforcing, hey, you just need to put that away and not address it. They should address it. You should just say, hey, wow, yeah, of course. Of course you're stressed. Of course you're nervous. That's totally normal. You're going to the Olympics. That's that's freaking stressful. <laughs> wow, you know, let's deal with that. Let's talk about it. I call it the FBI, like be the like the FBI. Feelings bring information. Yes. So go in and look like what's this feeling telling me? What's this feeling showing me? And again, I'm coming back to it. Sport doesn't help us with this. It says don't have that feeling. Just get out there and be confident. If there are any coaches or parents on this call that are listening don't ever say that to an athlete just get out there and be confident what you're saying is it's not okay to not be confident and I'm saying it's very okay to not be confident there's information in there so let's start looking at I, I say this all the time our body can't talk to us with words so it has to talk to us with feelings and when your heart is speaking you better listen. Yes, that's so good. Thank you so much, Shawnee. This has been so much fun and so empowering. And um, we will include your website and your social media links on the show notes so they can go and navigate to your website and check out your courses, the Mental Toughness course and the soon to be launched Fear to Fear to Fierce course. Love it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Warrior Wellness Podcast. Go ahead and navigate to iTunes or Spotify. Go ahead and follow us and subscribe. Leave us a review. Screenshot that review and send it to info.fireteamwhiskey.com. You will be entered into our weekly giveaway for a prize. We are also on YouTube. Most of our podcasts are recorded via video. So search for Fireteam Whiskey 
YouTube or go to fireteamwhiskey.com and go to the Warrior Wellness Podcast tab and all of the links to follow us on all the podcast platforms and YouTube are available to you right there. We will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast.